Former Panther wide receiver and special teams ace Dwight Stone says the urban legend is true. Those early Carolina Panther teams had a swagger born of experience. Everybody was giving effort and everybody respect their job. Only four of his 14 NFL seasons were spent in Charlotte, but Officer Dwight Stone made his mark, and he'll reminisce with us next on the podcast. 25 seasons of Panthers football, a celebration of the players, coaches, and other people who have contributed to the organizational success. Now to Mick Mixon. One of the fastest men on skates, 4.2 second 40-yard dash, all-around swell guy, and one of the original Carolina Panthers, Dwight Stone, joins us on the podcast. You look great. How do uh, you feel? Uh, it's like I told you, the outside looked beautiful, like a beautiful car, but the motor inside, it didn't get you around, but it ain't going to run nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Everything's good. You were a police officer, but you've retired from that. So what takes up your time now, Dwight? Uh, it's pretty much I do lots of volunteer work, um, FCA I'm in Union County area, and also I have three daughters who are keeping me very busy. One at ECU, one getting ready to graduate from high school, and one in the eighth grade. And if I had to one in the eighth grade first, she'd been an only child. <laughs> one of those. Oh, yes. <laughs> A little bit of drama at the house. Oh, yes. Oh, Every yes. Every day. Every day. Every day. Something else. So let's go back a little bit. You grew up in Florida. Is Flor- that correct? Uh, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Okay, so but, you grew uh, up in Alabama, but uh, then went to Middle Tennessee State University. Yes, sir. When did you know, as a young Dwight Stone, that you had uncommon speed? I, to me, I, I really never noticed it. I mean, to me, I had nobody, no really timing me, no one telling me, you know, you're fast. It was just something that always worked out. And when I got up to Pittsburgh, uh, that's when Coach Snow kind of uh, told me, you're pretty fast. He's quoted uh, as saying, you're the fastest player he ever coached in 40 years. That's saying something. So you squeeze out a 14-year NFL career, Pittsburgh, the Carolina Panthers, also the Jets, I believe. Yes. And you were with the Panthers 95 through 98. Under what circumstances did you come to Charlotte? Uh, Coach uh, Coach Capers was coming down, and my contract had just ended with the Steelers, and I was looking for another direction. Uh, they were going to go young with the uh, players they had, and I respected that. And uh, Capers asked me, do I want to come down? He's going to start a new team up in Carolina. I said, I would love to. So that's how I ended up here. How were you used primarily, Dwight, on those early teams? Uh, the early teams, I, I was pretty much uh, special teams. Uh, when I came in Pittsburgh, uh, my job was to make the team. And uh, whatever they asked me to do, I did it, and I was happy to do it because it was all about team. And as it got to going on, they let me play a little running back, but their system was not built where the kind I played in, um, I guess, in college. They had a more of a fullback running the ball, and I was a tailback, and I was doing more of the blocking, and that wasn't going to last long. So uh, Coach Noel kind of moved me out to receiver. He said, you're not going to be the best receiver, but I'm going to prolong your career, and he sure did. Oh, uh, that's that's a good call by him. Yes. Um, you always hear athletes when they retire talk about the game, but also mainly the relationships, the locker room, the road trips, the the the, the talks that you have, et cetera. What what are the relationships that you cherish most, Dwight, from your time with the Panthers? Uh, it's just a matter, you know, playing against guys around the NFL. You finally get to play with them and see what kind of person they are, people they are. Uh, for one instance, everybody, Sam Mills. Yeah, I mean. 
Matter of fact, he's the hardest person to hit me in the NFL. He's with the Saints. Okay. And we end up being great friends. And meeting people like him, Kevin Green, who I play with, Lamar Lathan, um, Maxie. I mean, guys all the way across the board. It was just a class act of guys, older guys with class. What was it like to be hit, be struck by Sam Mills? Uh, it, it, was, it was very unusual. It was a preseason game. And somehow, I don't know, I was in the starting lineup in preseason uh, they did some kind of route where you had to do an option where you get to go in or out. So I guess I chose the wrong way. I went in. And from there, Sam Mills hit me. Helmet fall off, uh, ear pads out, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of looking dazed. He is so nice now. He helps me up. He helped me put my helmet back together, but he pointed me to the direction I should be going. He said, he said your huddle's that way. Oh, my word. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been just a blessing to be a part of him. Dwight Stone with us on the podcast. I've heard it said that uh, those early teams just had the, the Panther teams just kind of had the, the swagger uh, in year two. How and when did that develop, Dwight? Uh, the, the swagger, everybody got here and everybody pretty much was an older person. It's kind of like uh, the misfits. You know, when you see back and no, no one really wanted to play those toys, they was kind of defective, you know, but they still had value to them. And everybody got here was not an ego. Uh, everybody knew that their role was. And you couldn't tell any player who was making the most money who was making the less money because everybody was giving effort and everybody respect their job. Uh, whenever you're told to go out there and play special team, you play special team. And you did the best way you could. But it was just one of those things that was a blessing to be a part of this. Two receivers who've been on the podcast with us previously, Dwight, Steve Smith, and Mark Carrier, yes. both spoke in reverential terms about a receiver coach they had, Richard Williamson, oh. who respected them enough, a hard man, but who respected them enough to tell them what they most desperately needed to know as developing players. Yes. Who, who mentored you? Um, like you said, Rich uh, Williamson, and also Brad Seeley. Um, he's a special team coach here. Um, heard a lot about Brad when I got here. He pretty much said, hey, Dwight, this is going to be your role uh, as a part of the team. And I said, he said, I heard that you're a good guy to work with. I said, hopefully I'll continue to be that guy. And uh, he pretty much was my mentor, uh, Brad Seeley. And he, he's very humble, and he, he demanded a lot from everybody. What made you a good teammate, Dwight? Uh, first of all, putting God first and also being humble, knowing that whatever I was asked to do, I did it. It was not a question of why I'm doing it or what I'm doing. You ask me to do it, I go out there and do it, and like I said, I, I was going to give it 100%. Was it difficult for you when you retired to find your way? Uh, no, uh, I pretty much I was uh, stumbled into becoming an NFL player. You know, it was a blessing to be here 14 years and never thought I would be here in the beginning, in the last 14 years. And I already had a, a career set up. I wanted to be an FBI agent, but I overplayed the age of acceptance for a federal guy, so I became a police officer. So I, I pretty much was enjoyed it. I missed it, but I had a uh, career outside of football. What was it like being a lawman? It's pretty cool. I, I can have I, I can drive my car and people pull over. I'm like, wow, this is some power, you know. <laughs> but uh, I never abused it. I think I read one ticket in my 14 years. I told a person how to get out of the ticket, you know, so they can't do anything to me now because I'm retired. Um, but, yes, I, I enjoy that because you got to change the loss of lives. I was a school resource officer in the high school at South Mech and at Quail Hollow Middle School. I, it was nice to see some of the kids grow up. And matter of fact, I, I was over here uh, going to the ticket office, and a young man called my name and said, Officer Stone. I'm thinking, like, 
who, who knows me? I'm not in uniform, whatever. It used to be one of my students that uh, in middle school, but he used to work for the Panthers. So that, that, that was wild. World shrinks down, doesn't it? The it older does. you get. Yes, it does. So I can see you. We're on the radio, not TV, but uh, you're heavily muscled. Not a lot of slack in your gray Panthers <laughs> Legends community golf shirt. You obviously still stay in shape. H- have you ha- ever had to rely on your physical skills in law enforcement? Uh, no, I have not. And that, that's the wildest thing. Everybody wants to see me uh, chase somebody. You know, uh, they want to get a bad guy to run, wanted me to chase him. It never happened. I always went like, to kind of humble. If you go in there where you're very humble, People will react to that. If you go in there screaming and yelling, people react to that. So I've been blessing God. I prayed every day and every night before I went out there that he gave me the tongue to speak to the quick way. Were you ever scared? Oh, yes. Yes, I've been I've been afraid. There's time when we had guns, drone, you know, you're not sure. And you always want to, you just one, you know, one call away from dying, you know. And But I've been blessed. Talking to Dwight Stone on the uh, the podcast, and we appreciate your time so much, Dwight. When people think, Panther fans think back on your time here, how do you want them to remember Dwight Stone, the man and the player? Uh, as someone who's a God-fearing person, uh, someone that if you come around me, you're welcome. I don't see you as anything. When you come to me and you come around me, I'm going to treat you as though I would treat anybody else. I don't, I don't look at what you have and what I have and all that. I just trust you that God put everybody here for a reason. You're part of the history of two other NFL franchises, but are you proud of what you and the guys accomplished here? Yes. I mean, it was just being a pioneer. No matter how many teams come through here, no matter who come through here, I was on the first team ever. So my great-great-grandkid, if I live to be that long, can bring him by here. You know, yeah, your old granddad used to be on the first team here, and, and that's something that I'm very proud of. And Mr. Richardson, I must say, what a great family. That family right there have done so much for me and my family. A matter of fact, he came to my graduation when I uh, graduated from the uh, police department. Him, Donnie Shell, and Gene Robson, bless his heart. You know, they came there. He took his time to come over there and see me graduate. Mean a lot to you, didn't it? Oh, it meant, it meant the world to me. People were shocked. Last question for Dwight Stone. So we've had changes. Obviously, Mr. Richardson not here. New yes. ownership. Uh, we got news not long ago. Luke Keekley's retired. New coach on board, NFL teams remake themselves like a snake. They shed their skin every so often. What do you think of the future of, of the Carolina Panthers, Dwight? Uh, looking at and reading about what's going on, I think they, they're doing a great job. Uh, Mr. Tepper, from what I heard from people from the, uh, from the Steelers, also say he, he's a man on a mission. When he get locked in on something, there, there's no way of budging him. And if I look up things, I think he's heading down the right direction. Let's hope so. Thanks for coming over, and thank you for the humility and the classy way you move about the planet, Dwight. Appreciate your time. Thank you. May God bless you. We'll continue our historical perspective of the first quarter century of Panther football next time right here on the podcast.